Hello and welcome to Inside the Mind of a Podcast, where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. Joining me today, I'm now dubbing her Miss Fightful. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you know, she she does so many things, but I did narrow down a few that she does do. Uh, sour Graps, I did have to specify right before. <laughs> But we got that figured out. Uh, she does the SmackDown and ROH post shows. She's also part of the Mark Order podcast and does commentary for Excite Wrestling. I'm, of course, talking about Miss Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, God bless you for being able to keep any part of my schedule right. Because I think you know what shows I'm doing more than I do. I appreciate it. Hey, well, when people put it in their bios, it really helps. <laughs> I tried to. I've run out of characters there. I'm very, very knock on wood, blessed to be doing this most nights a week. But um, yeah, I was like, like I'm running out of characters over here. I can't even put anything cutesy in there anymore, which is a champagne problem to have. But I'll take it. As I say, it's definitely a good problem to be having. I mean, like I said, you you do so much. It's crazy. It is pretty crazy, and it was. Uh, it was everything I was like planning on doing. So the fact that it kind of ramped up to the degree that it is, is something that in the m most amazing way has caught me very off guard in my life. And especially like I'm in my mid thirties, I was never planning on, on doing this. And I, I'm just about, I'm a year and a half. I'm almost two years at Fightful. So uh, I've only been doing this about three years. You've been doing this about three years. You said right before we got on air too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been a very cool and wild and unexpected little uh, turn in my life. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, and you know what? You you just made my job a whole lot easier. So, first question I was going to ask you, you should say you started about three years ago. So, how exactly did you get your start in podcasting with Fightful? How did that all kind of come about? So, it's funny. I only have been podcasting for about three years, but... When I was in my teens, I really wanted to go into sports broadcasting. I was like, wanted to be the New York Yankees play-by-play -play commentator so bad. Uh, and then when I got into college, I was kind of exploring different communications paths and I found that like I just connected much more with the public relations side of things. Mm -hmm. But I was a part of our college radio station at, at Seton Hall University, uh, WSOU. I'll always put them over whenever I can because <laughs> top 10 college radio station consistently Marconi award winning. Um, got a lot of opportunities through there to uh, work at Sirius XM and a, a lot of other places uh, from an internship perspective and loved radio the whole time uh, and always, always had an interest in it. And then uh, I think the first kind of wrestling podcasting I did was I met a couple of friends that run a podcast called The Shining Wizards and they, I met them at the uh, G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden okay. and uh, they became quick friends and whenever they needed someone to sub in they kind of called on me and then during COVID uh, they decided to start doing an AEW show as like bonus content to their Monday night show which is now what kind of has spun off into the Mark Order podcast but it was mostly just like an activity during COVID to keep us all from going insane. Like, I feel like a lot of people, those blue Yetis were probably selling out because everybody was starting podcasts at the same time. Uh, and I just, I loved it. And I got very into, uh, you know, I loved having a WWE alternative on and I was 
just by nature, I'm someone that with any art form, I, I tend to go and seek out a lot of it. Like, I don't always assume my favorite stuff is going to be what's on TV right now. So I went back and was watching mid-80s NWA and New Japan and all these places that I kind of haven't explored yet. The deeper I got into it, just the more in love I felt with wrestling. And then uh, as far as Fightful goes, it was kind of funny. I just started watching a lot of their content just from the outside. I, I just really loved the post shows. I love getting different people's perspectives. I, I still try and seek out as many as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it kind of started on the sillier side. Jeremy Lambert, who's the director of content over there and just the most wonderful, silly guy. Uh, they were doing some like kind of offbeat stuff on Twitch, like just playing marbles. And I like, I'm a, I'm a big shit talker. So I was talking all the shit to him and like <laughs> marbles on Twitch is literally an automated game. It requires no strategy or skill. And I was like, talk about how all these things I was going to do. And like, just kind of started establishing relationships with people that way. And then Sean had a prediction show for that year's Money in the Bank and uh, Impact Slammiversary. And I always say that was like a dark match. I didn't know I was kind of sort of auditioning for it, but Sean liked our chemistry. And then uh, I took over the SmackDown post-show, which quickly turned into the SmackDown and AEW Rampage post-show when that started. Because um, that all kind of launched around the same time that I was coming in. And I got asked to come on that. And then Alex, who you alluded to Sour Graps, kind of saw what my chemistry looked like on screen and uh, was he was doing it solo. I don't know how you can do a wrestling show solo. He kind of, I always say he was like our Lewis Black for a little bit. Like he had all this <laughs> energy, but uh, sour graphs, we call it. Like it's, it's highly critical, but I loved his wrestling mind and I still do. Like unbelievable fantasy booking and He's an actor, so he just has like kind of a, a different perspective on on things than maybe the way I watch it. And I just mm -hmm. always adored the way that he went about things and was watching it so consistently. So when he asked me to come in, I as a test, I was like, heck yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> so, and that show has evolved into something that's just completely off the freaking rails in the most delightful way. And um, yeah, so it, it's been it's been a really fun and kind of wild little journey. I feel very blessed in that. I get to do most of my content at the place that I would want to do it. Like if I could pick anywhere in the world, it's the place I would do it. And it's as much, if not more, the people than the platform. You know, it's, it's uh, I always say like, it's not, wrestling's not so important to me that I would work with people who are bad people in an effort to like go and talk about it. Like, it's just not that important. So working with really great people is the priority and then um, getting to, do it on a, a very successful media outlet is a really, really fun bonus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I must say that is one of the coolest stories, <laughs> the journey oh, that that just went on. Uh, I do love the fact that you have, like, consistently been, like, in some way, shape, or form in this world. Well, like you said, your radio, the radio station you did at college, uh, Sirius XM, just, um, like, all of this kind of stuff, wanting to do sports commentary, like, that's so cool. So, to see, like, little Kate trying to think about all this stuff to Kate now, she, you know, damn well that little girl is so proud. Also, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I really appreciate you saying that, because sometimes you're just, like, you know, every day I'm, like, set up a broadcast at StreamYard, just going about my life or whatever, and then... I do think about when I was 
gosh, I must have been 13, 14 years old. I was writing letters to sports broadcasters that were successful, like, hey, where did you go to college? Like, how did you get into this? I, I wrote like every Yankee commentator I could think of, Bob Costas, Michael Kay, John Sterling, like everybody. And I got a response from Michael Kay, who was the, that was like my dream job at, at that point. And I, I had just written a like, hey, how did you do this? Maybe three sentence paragraph and I'll never forget it. And I had it for the longest time uh, printed out in a hard copy. He responded with probably four different paragraphs of wow. like, this is what I did. This is what I recommend. These are the things that are important and like pulled back a lot to, I'll never forget it. It was like very influential on me. Um, he like kind of pulled back a little bit to realize that I was 14 or 15 at the time. And he, I remember him writing, whatever you do, just do it with a passion. Like almost like giving yourself permission to change your mind of like, I was obviously very one track mind. Like this is what I wanted to do, but he knew I had a lot of life ahead of me, which mm -hmm. I, appreciate but I I've always taken that with me of like just whatever you do do it with a passion like be invested in, in what you're doing I, I really really loved that and it's it's stuck with me two decades so I'll uh thank you thank you to Michael K for that one there you go <laughs> now with the amount of episodes and post-show things you have done uh, over your time, do you have any favorite episodes you have done? Any, whether it's just like anything podcast relating, like the watch alongs you started doing, uh, anything like that kind of stick out in your mind? Oh my gosh, there are a lot of, it's always the ones that never end up being about wrestling. It's so funny. Like there's, uh, I'll never forget, there was one episode of the Mark Order before I got to Fightful where I had like really for some reason, I got very into the tag team high energy and became obsessed with Frankie the Macaw, Coco Beware's bird. <laughs> and I found out that this bird died in a house fire and I like couldn't handle it emotionally. I was like, cause macaws will outlive you. Like they're, they're long living birds. And there was this like guest book online and I found it. And I was like, I was very down the rabbit hole with Coco Beware's bird, Frankie the Macaw. And I was just so emotionally affected. I was like, I want to go visit this bird's gravesite. We were just like laughing our asses off about like, why was I getting into high energy and down this rabbit hole of Coco Beware's bird? Um, you know, every episode of Sour Graps is my favorite one. Like, it, it's just so silly what we do over there. I call it a variety hour now because we're doing like, uh, Alex being a very gifted voiceover actor, we somehow ended up having like this wheel of impressions thing that we do at the end of every show. Okay. And I can do one impression and he does like eight. Hey, so it's mostly okay. him. But, oh, it's great for me too. Cause people send in like their chats and requests. And I'm like, I barely have to do any work. I got one impression and that's it. Um, but there was one, one episode where he act, but it's, it's so funny. The things that will come up organically, he accidentally called the wrestler Duke Hudson, duck Hudson, like just a verbal typo. And our chat like lit up with all these duck puns. And so like 150 duck puns later of, of like paid chats alone, we're like going through just laughing our asses off at like all the wrestling duck puns. And it's something that has now carried over into every episode. There's like a new theme of puns every single time. It's, it's such a fun and silly, silly thing, but um, 
Yeah, there's a there's more like moments like that. Any of the Halloween episodes where we've gotten dressed up for stuff, um, just incredibly silly stuff. And and anytime you get messages that are um, a from wrestlers who appreciate certain things that we've done or said or be um you know messages of like hey I, I was going through a really hard time and that show made me laugh a lot like i just i had a shitty day and i really needed some relief and you guys let me mentally check out for a couple hours each week like those messages and moments and shows always end up being my favorite because uh wrestling's just not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things and human connectivity is something that's very important to me so mm -hmm. um yeah it's kind of more those pieces of it than a, a specific episode. Well, again, see, you're just making my job so much easier. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I always have, like, the same set of questions I ask everybody, and I always do them in, like, the same kind of order. So this one is your favorite unexpected moments that have happened in any of the shows you have done. I mean, you brought up duck puns, and you brought up the <laughs> Wheel of Impressions that came organically. Uh, anything besides those two that kind of pop out, whether it was something that made you crack up, something that, like, scared you and, like, caught you off guard, the chats, sure. anything like that? Man, like, it, kind of all of it's... Is it all of the above in, in some ways? I think, um... On the less fun side, some things that stand out are uh, the anytime there's releases, it just it sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Uh, and when WWE was doing kind of like mass layoffs during a pandemic, um, you know, one thing that stood out to me was I, re I remember I kind of just went on this rant about um, the just how difficult actually being a wrestler is of just like. I think sometimes it's very easy to get lost in the fact that like they're putting their ment mental and physical and emotional well-being on the line. Everybody's walking around with like five injuries that they don't even consider injuries because these guys are just and gals are just always in pain. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of went on this rant about like what a what a mental game that must be to have this lifelong dream, get signed to your favorite company, usually there's a lot of like, and this is how you work a camera and this is your gimmick now. And like all these things that, all this time and equity that you built up on the indies and then it gets all switched around and um, you're told you're not good enough. You're told you're good enough, but not for the main roster yet. Like all these things. And then just to get caught, you usually move your life down to Florida, like yeah. all of these things. And I just, I got a couple of messages from both wrestlers and viewers of the show that were just like, man, I like, I really appreciate how much weight you assign to the the plight of just being a wrestler like just going out and doing this as a job because it is really 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 difficult and um kind of one of the most under-resourced jobs in the world too right these people don't have insurance like mental health resources aren't always easy to come by so things like that um we went live right after the jay bros briscoe news which was really really tough uh the week after that the Saudi Arabia unconfirmed rumor broke, but everybody thought it was real. So we were supposed to do an NXT review and it ended up being like a three and a half hour show of mostly Sean coming on and saying that uh, it wasn't true or confirmed yet. So there's like all these things where, um, I don't know if there's a such thing as a standard show, but like those moments for sure are things that stick out in your mind of the unexpected. And that's almost to me one of the most important reasons that you are prepared because stuff's going to happen that you're not prepared for. And if you're not ready across the board for everything else, 
you're just gonna get rocked. So uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. The past year of wrestling was just so insane. Not not so much in 2023, but 2022 of like, is MJF leaving a pay per view on a plane? And Sasha <laughs> and Naomi walked out like yeah. so much of that between like April and at what's dubbed now brawl out. Like it just seemed like every other week, it was so insane. Sean says all the time like. Stone Cold fought in a match, and I don't even know if that was like a top ten story of the year. You know, what I mean? oh God, like, yeah, not so. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of chaos, which is why I try to be as prepared with the things that I can be as possible. <laughs> and, and you know, sometimes that's all you really can do. Uh, it, you brought up mental health, and that's always been like my big thing. Every show I do, whether it's this. Um, I, I don't think I had it on the top five panel because I didn't have room on the screen. Um, but like every weekly show, I have the uh, crisis text line and the suicide hotline number. And it's always in the description of every video that I do. Just because I was a, I was a social work major in college. Before that, I was a psychology major. That's so cool. So like that's always been one of my biggest things. And the fact that people treat mental health like garbage nine times out of ten, especially in wrestling always pisses me off and lights a fire under my ass so <laughs> i started doing that uh once uh i broke away from the shows even before i was like this is going to be on everything i do because it's my show i love that and i i also feel very grateful that uh sean has never nobody at fightful has ever because it's not just sean's money at play jimmy van too nobody has ever told me to pipe down about a single thing that i've said i don't I try to be tasteful in the way that I say things, but like, we're very much a place of, we have moderators that are going to kick assholes out of the chat and don't put up with shit. And Fightful is for everyone and wrestling should be for everyone. Uh, and things like that are just really important. I think the, the overall mentality at Fightful kind of is like decent human being first for the love of God wrestling second, because, um, it's just, there's never been a suplex that's cured cancer. You know, it's just not that big of a deal. It's a lot of fun. It can be really emotionally impactful in really great ways. Uh, but it's it's always been, I, I feel like that's why our, our team is a, a really healthy environment is everybody's kind of on the same page of, uh, you know, let's let's keep in mind what we're, the levity of what we're talking about first and foremost. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> we don't need to get so um, so embroiled in, in toxicity. It, it's, uh, yeah. even even on Sour Graps where we're hypercritical, it's of creative, right? We're not attacking people. So yeah. it's an, a very, very important distinction to, to all of us, I think, is, is that of, um, let's keep in mind that these guys and gals are putting everything on the line every time they step between the ropes. Yeah, honestly, and... Uh, before I move on to the next thing, like, you brought up the Jay Briscoe stuff. I, the show I used to do, um, I did a AW Dynamite post-show, uh, after Brody Lee died. And I had to host it, and I had two co-hosts with me who were there longer, and I couldn't make it five minutes without sobbing the entire episode. It's It's kind of funny you say that, because it's that's the only show that's the only time I've ever opted to not do a post show because I, I just knew I couldn't. Yeah. There's been times I've missed shows because of circumstances or whatever. Yeah. But that was the only time like I and I was only at the mark order at that point and 
there were different hosts and two out of the three of us were like i i don't i can't so like i give you so much credit for being able to pull it together because i couldn't and for being that vulnerable because i was i was a mess that whole two hours yeah it, it kind of almost felt like the only wrestling show that ever mattered in some ways like um since i started watching in 09 like yeah. i know the eddie guerrero one and stuff like that but that one i was like this is so much bigger than the thing that it's about like so much oh yeah and i i said from that point on i even told it we'll call him my boss i guess at the time for this um i was like i'm never doing a show like this again and you cannot make me like i was very yeah. firm about it i was like i think i can hold it together the entire show i'm crying my eyes out like on tv it's great uh <laughs> but and that's something i've always been like i tell my co-host savannah all the time i'm like i've cried so many times on this show girl if you gotta cry cry like i don't care mm -hmm. <laughs> like it happens it's so it's funny you said that because i um not the show after jay passed away but the first ROH pay-per-view where it was Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe, there was this spot where Mark Briscoe went to tag him Ooh. in the corner. And I like, that was one of the few times like I got, I'm like getting emotional about it now. Like I started crying on air cause I was, it just felt like, like I was, it was so unexpected to me and the sucker punch that it was when he like went to tag his brother who wasn't there and you realize like, that was one of the first times he was back in an ROH ring without him, and he had been doing that for his entire adult life before. Yeah. Like, when he was a teenager, I think they weren't even legally allowed to be in <laughs> ROH. Yeah, I think that was, like, a thing. Um, so I'm I'm with you, and that's, that's what art's supposed to do to you. Like, uh, real-life circumstances aside, the emotional piece of it is some of the most beautiful thing that like can come out of wrestling i feel like when you um oh it's just it's just the best takeaway when the stories that are being told actually pull real emotions out of you like super it's fake it's scripted we know but the emotions can be very real when things are done in a great way 100 percent. and we'll we'll take a slightly happier turn now <laughs> sure <laughs> There are a lot of happy moments in wrestling, too. There's a lot of there's, laughter. There's, in. there's happiness, there's laughter, there's sadness, there's anger. It's all the emotions. It's like inside we out. Do. We got Orange Cassidy carrying around his title in a backpack. Like, there's a lot of fun to be here. We have too. Samoa Joe as a killer <laughs> clown in a TV show. Like, it's perfect. It's great. I think it's a killer. <laughs> I actually don't. I haven't watched the show yet. Um, <laughs> so, besides all of the 800 shows that you do, um, <laughs> what other hobbies do you have? Like, besides anything wrestling related. I have other hobbies, don't I? Don't I? I do think you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this right behind me is funny. I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan, uh, big Yankee gal. I was nine years old when kind of the Yankee dynasty years started. So I was super young to get on board at a time where, like, New York baseball was really taking off. And I fell in love with that so much. And uh, also a huge, huge music fan. Um the weirder and more expansive and boundaryless music the better like i um very into like some some really offbeat stuff some like australian prog and neoclassical stuff like i um kind of kind of the same with wrestling where i'm like seeking things out and that are maybe not on the the middle of the radio dial in a sense yeah. like i 
I'm always seeking stuff out, but I uh, always, 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 since I was little, have loved music. I'm a big, I'm a big music person too. Uh, I don't know oh if yeah. You can see if I can show it. Right. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It's a rose, and it has a tiny little Phantom of the Opera mask inside of it. I love that. <laughs> it's, oh, it's beautifully done. Oh, oh my goodness. My artist, um, it's some guy my friend went to. It's that shop. He. I'm eventually gonna have like a whole music sleeve so like that's the that's the biggest piece I think I have on me right now on my arm so I will be going to him for the rest of that so like music I'm right there I got you hell yeah <laughs> do you have any like phantom obviously any are you like a genre person or are you just like a listen to everything person I uh, kind of like a listen to everything I'm more like pop punk emo type shit okay. like fall up boys one of my favorite bands. I've seen them live a few Fall times. There, look, I've been very spoken about my thoughts on pop punk. I'm not the biggest fan, but I gotta say, <laughs> Fall Out Boy is one of the most impressive live concerts I've ever seen. Like they are. Oh yeah. It's, it's not like my thing, but they are incredible at what they do. Like if it's your thing, they're unbelievable at it. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like my music is all over. Like that's why people want to be like oh do you want aux no because my spotify playlist is over 700 songs and it's all the music i want to listen to and it's always on shuffle so no i will not take aux but thank you <laughs> are you like i am where it's like scary to put your like on repeat list on because you just don't know what you're gonna get like i'm it, like i can go from like ariana grande to some weird like 12 minute technical <laughs> guitar thing like it's i'm all over the place and i i don't listen yeah. like consistently genre wise are you the same way where you're like oh gosh what a what an eclectic little mix over here oh i'm as it's i like today on my way home from work mac miller played uh glee played this morning uh, a little <laughs> bit of phantom soundtrack i was just at okay. a, a, a brett michaels concert a few weeks ago Okay. So, like, I'm, I I'm all over the place. <laughs> I love that. I love the less constraints you put on yourself to enjoy something, the better. That's how I feel. See, Kate, it's right here. There's a, there's a Kate synergy. There oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our <laughs> names are too similar to not be this awesome it's with so each other. It's great. But I gotta say, there's a there's such a big difference between Katie's and Kate's. Yeah. And I feel like you're very much a Katie. And I feel like I'm, it, like, if you guys know me, I'm, like, very much a Kate. Like, Katie's are, like, so, like, gentle and sweet and kind and, like, warm and inviting. <laughs> and Kate's are, like, they got, we got a little bit of a stubborn little edge to us. We got a little bit of snark. We're a little rougher around the edges than a Katie. And I feel like, I feel like that dynamic might be here. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have my moments where I'm like that. And, like, I get, it depends on, like, this, the circumstances where I can, get get a little go a little aggressive if need be but i try and be a little bubbly happy katie for the most part try you have a very Cute. like inviting disposition you Thank do you. like you're i feel like you're like your neutral position Thank is you. very like very warm i like it i try <laughs> i try thank you thank you <laughs> you're welcome so this question is one of my favorites to ask because i always love hearing the answer uh, it's, there's this one and one of the other ones are my top two that I always love asking. So if you, lovely Kate, could have a dinner with any three wrestlers, dead or alive, who are you picking and why? Man. That is... <laughs> that is a really good question. I get three? Three, yes. Okay, definitely Bret Hart. Okay. 
because this could mean a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, am I going for just my favorites or am I going for interesting conversations? People have done um, either or and a variation of both. And like, are there some that just like witnessed events that I want to know about? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Like that, like that's in my head too. Eddie Guerrero. So Brett, Eddie. I'm debating between there's two gals that I'm debating between I'll say China because I would love to like know what was she was like I feel like the first of an archetype that caught the way she did mm -hmm. and she also saw some shit like that woman saw some shit during oh. a very interesting time in wrestling so I'll say oh, yeah. so I kind of like that Eddie Guerrero Brett and, and China that's a, that's a good group right there Bad, right? I will but say it's so hard because I'm also like I would love to have dinner with Minoru Suzuki. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a lot of just like not Suzuki. Like, there's some people that you're like I want to get into that person's head real bad. So. Oh, that'd be so funny, <laughs> right? Uh, that man, like we affectionately call him Murder Grandpa, but there's also like pictures of him on a Hello Kitty computer. You know what I mean? Like, I have so many questions. For I, him. you know what? I'll join you. We'll, we'll we'll sit him down. We'll talk okay. to him. We'll have a translator just in case. Perfect. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and I love when people say Eddie. I think Eddie has now surpassed and might have already surpassed The Rock as like one of the most popular answers. Really, I yeah. I love hearing that. I love hearing that because I think he's one of those rare ones where I think people realize how special he was in his time, which doesn't always happen. I feel like a lot of times you you reflect on how special someone is after but i think people knew like this guy's just one of the best um oh, yeah. and i i just when i think of like the ultimate well-rounded american wrestler like that's just the that's just my guy <laughs> loved eddie it was i don't know i can't remember like off the top of my head if i actually actually see him live i feel like part of me did but then also my brain is nothing so yeah it's it's so hard and i like one thing that's really fun about AEW is i started watching in 09 and so i didn't like i never saw sting and i never saw like tony shivati in action so like with AEW, they bring back so many people that i get to see them but then i'm like did i also just like make something like did have i actually seen sting live three times like as someone who got into this in 2009 like that's insane um <laughs> It's, it's just crazy when you think about things like that. Oh, yeah. Like, they put Juventud Guerrero back on screen. You know what I mean? Like, th it's just a wild time. The <laughs> amount of people I have seen on a wrestling screen in the past three years, I I, I have no words. It's not. They brought Muda out at a rampage and <laughs> a, a grand slam. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, just nuts. I just, I just don't understand. And then, like, people you never thought you'd see wrestle again. Edge, as I deem him the all-American um, Nightmare Dragon Jake Long Brian Danielson. Like... <laughs> I, we got, what did we... We were calling him the Americanial Dragonson, I think, for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> I love people's takes on the name. It's so fun. Oh, it's perfect. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about the show I do. I, I try and bring up uh, Brian almost every show just so I can say the entire act. It's beautiful. It's fun. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, American Brian Danielson, <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> I think I think I added nightmare 
because American Nightmare for Cody, just for fun. So easy to do. <laughs> oh, Just easy. slide it in there. It's perfect. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you kind of uh, touched on some advice a little bit that you've gotten from other people uh, throughout your entire life at this point. Uh, do you have any advice that you want to give, whether it's podcast-related, personal-related, anything related that you want to tell the people who are watching and listening? Sure, so I'll say this. The best advice I ever got in podcasting specifically came from Jeremy Lambert, and he told me very, very early on, like, just do shit that pops yourself. And I was like, that sounds fun. And I didn't realize how... Because it was just like a casual, silly thing he said actually really important because there are so many people that are going to hate what you do and there's so many people that are going to love what you do mm -hmm. and as long as you're in alignment with what you think is important and you're having fun like you can only control what you can control you cannot control other people's perception and reactions to things there are people that hate watch my Tuesday show because it's sour grabs and we are very negative and I find it very weird that people spend two hours on something that they hate in a post-show format especially yeah but there's people that do um but i don't change it because i like it and we have fun and we make some good points i think in the process and we <laughs> do puns and impressions like like it's it's so important just to establish what your it sounds kind of dramatic because it's wrestling podcasting but like what are your values as a podcaster and what are you setting out to do and then just go fucking do it because um like i said it, it's important to me that of 90% of the time probably we're criticizing creative and not wrestlers because I don't want to attack anybody that's not in my ethos like um now if there's a wrestler that it feels like I haven't seen improve I'll, I'll call certain things out or like hey that spot didn't look so great I'm not trying to define people by botches but like staying honest to my job but like to maliciously attack people is something that feels off base and to needlessly do so mm -hmm. so like staying in alignment with what you want to do and and living to pop yourself as Jeremy said, very, very important. Um, from the just like wrestling viewing perspective and kind of like a more general life perspective, uh, I would say just like don't leave anything on the table as far as what you're interested in and exploring it. Like I feel this way about wrestling, about music, like one, it's for everyone. So like don't gatekeep, but stay curious and educate yourself like I'm a huge huge believer in that into like if art is a form of storytelling wrestling is indisputably an art form in that way and I think it would be so silly if we all just watched one type of movie or listened to one type of music and so to watch one type of wrestling feels like oh there's so much you're not exploring so mm. I always just encourage people to kind of what I said earlier like the best of something isn't necessarily what's most accessible and happening right now like it's so rewarding as a fan to go and watch other matches because you'll appreciate what's on tv more now oftentimes and you'll just discover stuff you didn't even know about like promotions you didn't know about um and, and some of that might end up being your favorite stuff like it's that's happened to me so many times so uh stay curious and be nice <laughs> i mean couldn't have said it myself. That's perfect. Stay curious. Be I should, nice. I should stitch that on a needle point somewhere. Yeah, I was going like... to say get it tattooed on you, but. Oh, I like that. There you go. Stay curious. Be nice. Like a stay curious over a line that says be nice. I can. Hey. I mean. I'm into it. Spitballing ideas here. 
<laughs> That's it. I love it. Uh, second, this is the other question that I love hearing the answers. So if you were writing an autobiography of your life, Ooh. now it can just be your entire life, it can be a section of your life, it can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, what's the title and why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Probably like this girl watches a lot of wrestling in the office. Um, no, what's the title <laughs> of my autobiography? Um, oh gosh. That's a really good question because it could be so many things. <laughs> right now, because everybody like, it's just become a thing that like, people have commented on my bangs a lot i'll just call it like it's all about the bangs like oh, a very oh, adam nice. cole kind of like play on it hey and i'll i'll write some I cheesy inspirational thing about like man it's all about the bangs and you got to get out there and just bangling some life bang or something <laughs> so that's a tattoo that is that is very close to Dalton Castle's finisher of the bangerang, but it's just the bangling. Bangling. <laughs> and then you guys are like, no, no, guys, it's different, I swear. It's, it's all different. It's completely different by one letter. Yeah. <laughs> just one. Just one letter. It's all but an important one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. All about the bangs. I, that's why I love this question. I love to see where people take it. Some people take it, like, the, the sillier route. Some people take it, like, the serious route. And, and like it's it's personalized to you. That's why I always say like you're writing it, like not some ghostwriter type shit. No, it's like you you would be the one sitting down there typing it out. You're create. I've had people discuss the cover art that they want to have on the oh, book. Oh, cool! <laughs> like people I run with this question. That far ahead. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and then that's well, you know. Speaking of thinking of head, so this episode is going to come out August eighth. Okay. Because I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Uh, I'm going on vacations. Oh my gosh, where are you going? Uh, oh, yeah, because I'll be, I'll be like, done with one of my trips already. Uh, I'm going to New Orleans for a friend's bachelorette party. Ooh. Oh my gosh, fun. I've never been down there. I'm very excited. Uh, and then I will be at SummerSlam. Very cool. So, flight to New Orleans, flight to Detroit, and then the next day I'm flying down to Savannah because I'm going to South Carolina to the beach for a week with my family. Very nice. Very nice. Enjoy it. I, summertime I'm going four. to. I'm going Good. to. It's, <laughs> it's going to be weird not doing this for two weeks, but I got stuff cooking like this. Dude, I, well, I hear you. Like, it's weird to take a day off. Like, when I went on the Jericho cruise, it was, like, so disorienting. Not because I just didn't do this for five days, but because I didn't get, like, the Wi-Fi package. So I was just, like, all of those instincts of, like, I have to go set up a broadcast. I have to pull audio. I have to host. I got to see who our sponsors are. Like, all the automated stuff that I've done, like, 700 times in the past two years was still there and I was just like I'm, I'm sure I looked like I was on some sort of drug withdrawal I was like just twitching Run, out it's, running around it's so I weird. two weeks is good though because the first few days you're gonna be like this is weird and then you're gonna be like this rules though actually I am relaxed now yeah uh, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna enjoy it take some time but future plans for you, Miss Kate. Uh, anything that's coming up in the next, like, few months you want to, uh, you know, get people's attention to? 
Sure, yeah. So um, I'm actually going to... If I announce it, it becomes real. So this is like a little... This is a lot. But I I've started writing kind of like essay-style wrestling-related content in a Substack newsletter I'm going to call The Paper Champion. So you can check that out on Substack. I'm hoping it'll be ready for signups by the time this comes out. If not, it's coming soon. Uh, and it's not... I was talking to a friend about the format of it, and he was like, oh, cool, features. And I was like, well, it's more just like my feelings about wrestling and wrestlers, because I'm not doing a ton of research. It's just things that I consider like a value. Uh, and that's going to be something that I'm, I'm hoping to have delivered on a weekly basis. And then on top of that, I'm speaking at two podcast conferences, which I'm very excited about. The first one in August is Podcast Movement, which is a really um, comprehensive and, and kind of one of the, the more reputable ones. So extremely excited about that. That is the third Thursday in August that I'll get to be speaking there. Okay. And uh, my session is called... I think it's called value beyond the mic and it kind of talks about everything but the on-air stuff from production to monetization all sorts of of stuff that will be aimed at helping people with their own projects and grow their own brands as well as i get a lot of questions about like how do i get hired in this space and i don't really know to be honest <laughs> i got kind of handpicked but i will do my best to guide you through things that i I think will be of value. So whether you're independent, trying to grow yourself, or you're trying to grow yourself and get hired somewhere or whatever, that's kind of what the uh, the the big one will be. And then I also have one September 9th that is here in Jersey. It's an independent podcast conference. So very much looking forward to kind of expanding beyond, hey, I did this post show, uh, get the, the writing rust knocked off and get to do some speaking engagements as well. Uh, listen, we love, we love a, you know, all-rounded queen. That's you. Well, thank you. I'm something. I'm a well-rounded something. Or uh, no. I'm, I'm at least putting out a lot of content. Whether or not you think it's good is up to you. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting some stuff together. Hey, I mean, I I love the fact that you're gonna start a Substack. That's fucking awesome. Thank you. I I started one because of Haley. Uh, Precious, the precious love her basis. She's gonna be at SummerSlam. Are you guys gonna be best pieces? Yes, we already talked about it because I was like, she was messaging me. She was like, I'm gonna apply to be in the media. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna apply too. And she got it, and I didn't. But I love her for that, Aww. and I didn't get it. And I'm just a little sad, but I'm so happy for her because it's her first time. <laughs> <laughs> that rules for her, and you're not far behind. I'm sure. I'm well, sure. payback is in Pittsburgh, and if I'm not in the media room, Triple H is gonna have words. I'm just, That's good. I'm just Throw like, it down with him. I, I might have to. Hunter. It's all about the game and how you play it. All Sometimes the way that you play the game is by busting into the media room anyway. So we'll see what happens. I know my way around <laughs> PPG paints. I'm just saying. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yes, Haley and I will be meeting up. I think she said we're going to try and do like brunch or something before all the shenanigans of SummerSlam because we're both only going to be there on Saturday. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she could make you brunch from her cookbook. She's just like a published author, boss, babe, queen. It, it's unreal so how cool. talented she is. It's kind of... Yeah, it's, it's, kind it's of actually better. upsetting. It's like, yeah, as, as someone that's like probably... I think I'm like a decade older than her at this point. Like, it's just kind of rude that she's this good this young. Like, knock it off, Haley. <laughs> it's like... Get down a notch. You're making me look bad, okay? Like, Haley, baby, <laughs> come on. Come on. Knock, I think, I think she might be younger than me, and I just turned 27. Oh, gross. You're both babies. Get out of here. <laughs> hey. 
I mean, I, I get it. All my all my my podcast circle. Um, I am the youngest, so like I get it. It's are you? I kind of love that about it. Actually, I feel like one thing that's really fun about podcasting. It's kind of true about, I guess, kind of all wrestling. But like, it's fun to see people of people older than me, people younger than me, people around my age. Like, you get such a different perspective based on that because everybody had different entry points into wrestling. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that's a really fun piece of it, as much as I joke about you youngest. <laughs> I mean, my co-host is 22, and I call her a fetus, so... <laughs> She's only five years younger than me, but she is a fetus. Amazing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Love it. So, Miss Kate, I have been asking you questions, we have been conversating. Now I turn the tables. I always allow all of the people I interview to ask me anything you want to know i am an open book it can be podcast it can be just life it can be whatever the hell you want to ask me okay well number one i always love especially with gals like what was the thing that got you into wrestling and kept you there um so i've talked about it before and like i keep saying i'm gonna find this picture i have yet to find the picture um there's a picture of me in like my playpen thing as a very very small child uh, and I'm wearing a Stone Cold t-shirt, binky in my mouth, TV's on, I think wrestling was ass. on. I know, it was great. <laughs> uh, but my brother is five years older than me, so he was already, like, invested in wrestling by the time I, like, kind of understood a little bit. So I want to say, like, my brother, like, really got me into wrestling. Now okay. I watch it more, he kind of catches it sometimes. He'll ask me, like, he does, like, the DraftKings stuff, he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, ah, these odds are ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> but I give, I'm like, well, based off the storyline that's kind of going on right now, here's my input. So we definitely bond over that. And we did bond over that, especially when I was younger. So definitely my brother got me into it, but I kept myself in it. Do you remember like what, what, um, stories and what like specifically on screen was grabbing you? I wanna say I have a vague memory. I'm not sure when my my time my times like when stuff happened is awful. I believe I know Undertaker was involved because okay. we, lo we love Undertaker. Of course. And I wanna say it was like one of the first like buried alive matches. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I looked at my brother, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, is he okay? I love hearing about when it's, like, larger-than-life characters that grab people because oh. I got into it as an adult. Like, eight-year-old Kate didn't watch wrestling, so whenever I hear, like, stories like the Buried Alive match or just, like, huge personalities being the thing that, like, grabbed kids, mm -hmm. it's such, like, a, a fun reset button, I feel like, to remind you that, like, it just isn't that... Like, this is what it's for. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not the biggest Luchasaurus fan, but, like, wrestling is largely for, for the kids. Like... He's an evil Barney. Like, I don't know what you want. Evil Barney. And not the TNT champion. Christian is. But, you know, it's it's what we do. Get it's this turtleneck man out of here. Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, Who and how did you get into podcasting? You said that you've had people that have kind of, like, inspired you along the way. Uh, I know Renee Paquette was a really big deal for me. Um, I'm trying to think of other specific like podcasters. I don't want to put over anybody I work with, but Sean's pretty all right as like a person. But um, person. I feel like he's he's all right. He's I honestly like he's 
he's the best. I feel very fortunate that he's in charge of the platform that I get to do what I do on for the most part. Um, but I look at, like, there's a lot of other women, Denise Salcedo, Veda Scott right now. Like, I was like, man, when I first started watching, like, there was not this much of a presence at all, uh, especially on, on kind of the media side. Yeah. Is there anybody, female or male, it doesn't have to be, but I was just, like, thinking in those terms, I guess, uh, <laughs> that you kind of, like, looked to, and how did you get started on the mic? So, Renee was definitely a big one. Uh, she used to have, like, a show she would do on, like, the network recipes. WWE Network. Um, because fuck Rest Peacock. Peace, Talk. <laughs> Peacock is the goddamn worst. Um, <laughs> so her, she had a show and she would kind of just like sit down kind of like this, except like in person with a bunch of different wrestlers. Uh, Lillian Garcia was also a big one. She Like her oh, chasing yeah. the, I think like chasing the glory. That might be the title. Um, she was like doing like really like intense kind of interviews sometimes with people. So I was, like, listening to a bunch of those. But, you know, the pandemic hit. And all of us were just like, well, what do we do? So uh, I was just, you know, on Twitter. I will not be calling it X because what? Um, I was on Twitter. And, you know, I was, like, I was more, I was bigger into AEW. Like, um, now, I mean, I still watch both and I have always watched both. But when AEW first came out, I was like, Young Bucks, Elite, hoo, hoo, hoo. now I'm just like, okay, <laughs> they're there. <Yeah. laughs> well, it was crazy because it came out like, I always give a lot of credit to AEW for the fact that uh, they started a successful wrestling program and probably the most stressful. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were barely a company when the world shut down. Yeah. And you had to figure, they hadn't figured themselves out as a company, never mind how to operate in a pandemic. Like that, that, it's very impressive that they were able to to kind of establish themselves as a company. But yeah, that was definitely a very odd little time. It was a time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people were like, "Well, I'm talking to myself anyway. I might as well do it into a microphone." <laughs> so I distinctly remember tweeting just into the ether. Like I didn't. I I just specifically made like a wrestling Twitter that is now KT Wrestling Thirteen because I was like I don't want to bother all my friends who don't watch wrestling and don't give a oh shit. So I created this, which is now ba- this is basically like the only Twitter I use. My other one's just there for whatever. Just floating there, right? I feel like we all have these accounts oh that are just hanging out. I flip back between the two because like some of my friends will like DM me stuff on the other one, so I'm like okay, cool. But I just you know tweeted in the ether. I was like, what's your girl got to do to get on? A wrestling podcast because I did see them like just popping up like flowers in a field, and I was like, you know, what what am I gonna do to get on here? Um, a I can't remember who it was now who reached out. Oops, uh, somebody <laughs> t- responded to my tweet and they're like DM me and it was a dude and I was like mm, messaging D- uh, dudes on Twitter, not really my bag, but I did it anyways. Because I was like, you know, men are creepy and scary, and I am a, Guard a female. Yep. <laughs> female wrestling fan, yeah. Exactly. See, you get it. And I do. <laughs> he was like, well, I have a friend who's looking for, like, an AEW, like, host or whatever for a show. And I was like, okay, sure. Mind you, like, I wasn't even thinking about, like, host. I was just like, oh, cool, I get to be on the podcast. <laughs> Well, yeah, of course. jokes on me. I had a uh, Zoom interview 
uh, to just like for his name's Kyle. He's from the Smacked Raw podcast, um, which they're still going. It's him and RN. They're still doing good stuff over there. But uh, he was like, so like, what do you want to get out of this? Da 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 da. We had like a whole conversation. I was on. So I think he added me to like the show and like the group chat on Twitter like Friday and then the following Monday was my first show it was a Monday Night Raw recap this was back when they were doing Raw, NXT Dynamite and Smackdown recaps and mind you I thought I was just going to be on Dynamite so I was like what the fuck am I doing here (laughs) on this Raw (laughs) recap that's crazy Uh, I'll always remember it was the same night that Dominic Mysterio debuted on Monday Night Raw so it was in August which is goodness. coming up. Three years coming up. Ooh, August 10th. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Wild. Uh, yeah. So I was I was there for, I was with SmackDown for about a year doing, I did almost every recap. I tried to. I was very much like gung-ho. I was like, I want my own show. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I want a female co-host. Because at the time I was the only woman in yeah, that there. podcast, which is typical. Um, and so I like I got my co-host Savannah, who I met through a a Young Bucks fan Instagram group chat. Love that. Stop. <laughs> I love that. Now love it's fans. Like I hate it when people act like whenever it... people are like you're biased. I'm like it's wrestling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just funny because I'm not as like gung ho about the Young Bucks as I was back then. So I always sure. just like make jokes about it because we met because we were doing like. TikTok-ish challenges on Instagram and tagging the bucks in it and it was just weird and a time. Yeah. It, it was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, we created She Leet Showcase as a show on SmackDraw. I think we did 10 shows. Uh, but I was getting to the point where I felt like uh, burnout was real. I was doing a lot more than what was, you know, given to me. And I was like, you know what, Kyle? I'm going to give it to August, and then I'm leaving. I did give him, like, a month or two notice, so I wasn't just like, ha-ha, bye. Uh, no, I was <laughs> a little more professional than that. Yeah, that's, that's plenty. <laughs> that's plenty of time, yeah. And then took some time to figure out this, and the Chile Showcase was born in September of 2021. Amazing. Yeah. It's a... It's a really interesting kind of like dynamic, at least for me, and journey. Because it's, oh, God, that sounds so dramatic in some ways, but <laughs> it is. I feel like if you're in any type of content creation, there's forever this feeling that you're not doing enough. And then there's forever this feeling that you're exhausted because it takes mm-hmm. a lot to, uh, it's a lot of mental and emotional energy to yes. go on to a stream a lot of the time. Uh, it's, it's it's weirdly very vulnerable so I feel like figuring that like moment where you paused and said what do I actually want to do is really really important because it's very easy to default to things like mm-hmm. I am again very blessed no complaints to be doing what I'm doing uh, six nights a week sometimes seven nights a week um, but every time that I've expanded I have forced myself to have that check in point of do you really want to do this because you're already doing a lot and what was funny was I for a really long time was like not Thursdays 
Thursdays are my one day off. It's going into weekends when there's pay-per-view weekends. I'm gonna need that time. It's the only breather in like my work week. And then ROH came back and announced <laughs> that they were on Thursdays and they have been consistently my favorite brand uh, <laughs> of all time. And people were requesting that I do it with Reg over there because we both have talked about how much we love ROH and we're rooting for it so hard. And I was like, am I really gonna do this? Am I really gonna do five business days a week? Uh, and I did, and I'm glad I do. But it is, it is so important to have that conversation with yourself of proactively, do I actually want to be doing this yeah. or is it just an opportunity that came up and I'm going to um, do it because it's there. Like it, it's, yeah. it takes a lot. It takes a lot. So I'm glad you did that. That's kind of what's happening with like my writing stuff right now. I was like, well, I've hit the ceiling on shows. I've definitely hit the ceiling <laughs> on how many shows I can do until yeah. they make more days in a week. So is there anything that's next? And what is it if that's the case? And I kind of had that moment of, of trying to explore what, what that looks like and there's some days where i'm like i don't know if i if i want to do anything else like i'm very happy doing what i'm doing yeah. so that temptation of like what's next i'm like it might be nothing else really and that i'm happy so that that works right yeah um i have two questions for you of course and then um the i guess what's your favorite thing about wrestling there's always one i like to ask Ooh. people it's it seems like such like a general question but it's like actually really hard because that can mean a million different things so i i always like asking people that uh oh yeah i want you can, you can give some honorable mentions too like you don't uh, have to. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, i want to say like the moments that happen in wrestling okay like they're prime example like the the tribal chief, the tribal court, oh. like the Jey Uso saga, like s certain storylines, but then also just like certain moments that kind of just like capture me. Um, like when Adam Cole, little, little baby Adam Cole over here, <laughs> that's that's my guy. Um, like when he showed up in AEW and like there was no rumblings or like, or when he returned from injury, I was over here crying like a little bitch because i was like i'm so happy he's back and he's doing stuff and like the same thing with you know little baby ria over here i just have a little collection now of people watch over me they're a little like wrestling guardian angels i love it they are ria's the newest addition adam's kind of been with me since the jump from podcasting um but like when ria won the rumble and like seeing her build from the mayon classic to now and it's just little stuff like that, like, that gets me super invested. And, like, people keep talking about, oh, what if at SummerSlam you hear, oh, Detroit, and, like, a Biggie comes out. I'm gonna start crying on I'll, sight. I will RIP me if that happens. I will pass away. Uh, I would yeah. lose it. <laughs> like, I would lose it. I'm not surprised you said that because I feel like I, I was very interested to hear your answer because I was, like, a social worker and a psychology major. <laughs> with wrestling is like an interesting one because there's so yeah. many pieces of what that can be and like there's so much more awareness around social representation right now and mm -hmm. so many of those things but like those moments that merge the human part of it with the story part of it like yeah. that's, a, I, that's a really cool answer because it's uh 
that's the part that feels the most real, right? Like when you see yeah. someone's hard work pay off and these journeys that, that go on. It's it's like that specifically, and then like the sub part of that is just like represent, representation in general. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I am bisexual and I came out two years ago to the, the universe, <laughs> which was scary. I, I've like outed myself on a Ooh. podcast before. That was a thing. It was fine. It kind of got swept under the rug. But, uh, so like seeing like Sonia Deville and Nyla Rose and like these people who are part of the like, Sunny Kiss, like these people who are part of like these, um, what is the word I'm trying to think of? These groups of people that aren't getting the media attention that they deserve and they, it shouldn't matter what they are. Like, yeah, underrepresented for yes, sure. Yes, for sure. Those yeah. are the words I was getting to. Yes, <laughs> better, better words. <laughs> but seeing that kind of stuff, like, like I'll always say, like Sonya Deville was like the the reason I accidentally outed myself on a podcast. So, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and also, oh man, uh, <laughs> you know, I love, I love that there's so much a awareness about it and b. Like, when Bowens was on screen and was like, Lady, I'm gay. When they did that whole Harley Cameron uh, thing, I was like... And this whole arena was chanting, he's gay, like, in support of... I was like, it's not that long ago that that would have been a huge mockery. Yep. Like, it really isn't as long ago as it should be. I mean, it should never have happened. But, like, when yeah. you think about the amount of progress that's been made, both societally and in wrestling, um, it is really, really cool to see people advocating for that because they're starting to realize how important it is mm-hmm. and and that it's um i think people are understanding the value of wrestling in, in general a little bit more which is pretty cool oh, yeah, 100%. okay last question for me because this is technically your show and that- you were like it's gonna be half hour and i'm like i'm keeping you for an hour oh I, I, um, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that you're proud of that most people wouldn't know about just in general for in podcasting whatever oh, Oh, I that was a question I got asked once, and now I I turned it around on everybody else because it's like one of the best questions I think you can ask. That really just like hit me into my core for some reason. I was not expecting that. Holy shit! Um, one thing one thing I'm proud of that most people might not know. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Podcasting. Uh, I'll give you two answers. I'll give you a podcast and then just like a personal one. Uh, podcasting. It's gotta just be, like, creating my own show. Like, I know people, like, I've talked about it a lot, but I was mainly trying to just, like, get this. This inside the mind of this interview type series that I'm doing. This was, like, one of the things I really wanted to do. Like like I said, I was a social work major. I was a, a psychology major. I, I like learning about people and what they do. And that's kind of why I'm starting with podcasters, because we're all vastly different and do different types of things like I mean the goal is eventually wrestlers but we'll get there it's fine (laughs) you will get there you will get there we'll get there sooner than you think I promise (laughs) payback (laughs) we're looking at you yes (laughs) yes in Pittsburgh baby I mean I'm 20 minutes from the stadium guys 20 minutes Um, are you really yeah I'm I'm like 20 minutes from downtown I love that. Okay. Very it's, cool. very, it's very convenient when WWE is a show. When AEW is a show, I gotta drive through the pits of downtown and it's a goddamn disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but personal. Ooh. Um, 
I mean, I could go, like, easy answer and be like, oh, graduating college. Which took me five years, because I did have to change my major. Um, but... It's like, I don't know, like, if a lot of people know this. Like, I'm a quarter blind now in my right eye. Uh, I've been wearing glasses since I was five. Second, I have a kindergarten. It's super fun. Oh my gosh. Um, I also, like, learned how to say the, like, correct term for a lazy eye, which is amblopia, at five years old. It's <laughs> the same eye. So, I never, like, I've always worn glasses. I've done, like, the scratched lens and, like, the clip-on lens to try and strengthen my eye. But I never used like the office of disabilities to get help in college and never like tried to get any like other help besides what I had at my disposal like computer textbook tv whatever my phone I never like tried to utilize the resources that I could have I just did it all my own that's awesome that takes a lot of strength you should be really proud of yourself thank you <laughs> you're welcome that's really cool I did not know that about you and I think that's that's yeah. um like it's funny because you said you were in kindergarten right like mm -hmm. it's amazing how many things as an adult are formed when you're that age oh yeah like i'm sure i'm sure you're persevering and um motivated and strong in so many other aspects of your life because that was like one of your initial experiences so that's really cool thank you i'll we'll say trying to play basketball with glasses is really fucking hard guys <laughs> I would imagine. I can't play basketball with contacts in, so I can't. <laughs> I, did, I did have contacts at one point. Uh, we did experiment with it. I only had to wear one, though, and it was just in the one eye. So that was always weird. Oh, and then I thought I dropped it the one day. Lo and behold, it was in my eye for like a week. And I said, no, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm kind of done. So I've been glasses ever since. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. <laughs> a, little, a little trauma said, no, we're good. Thanks, guys. Oh, I don't need to try that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anything else you just want to ask me? Um, just like, let, I guess, how much is it going to cost to bail you out of jail if Triple H doesn't let you in the press room at Payback? It's like, we'll start a GoFundMe, that's why I asked. I, I, you know what, I think we might have to, um, maybe I'll, I'll start Googling some, like, prices of, like, bonds in okay. Pittsburgh. yeah. <laughs> let us know where to get them, we'll bail you out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be <laughs> tweeting my experience <laughs> From do you have anything coming up? I'll like throw the, the plug transition over to you. Is there anything? Or are you just, you're going on vacation and then rocking and rolling yes. with this? Uh, so I have this interview that'll come out August 8th. I have another interview that's coming out August 1st. Um, so both of those are going to go out while I'm gone. Um, the panel that you were on, the top five, which, thank you again for doing that. That was awesome. Even oh my though, gosh, of course. Even though your computer said, no, we're done. Oh my god. Better today, back on wood. Oh yeah, hey, it's been it's been perfect <laughs> this whole time. So not knocking on all of the wood here for you. Kate's internet <laughs> is a variable. <laughs> I do plan on doing. Uh, I have two more ideas for different panels. Uh, I do have some people lined up. One of which is going to be um, women wrestlers or just women who should be in the Hall of Fame and aren't. Victoria. <clears throat> Victoria. <clears throat> Are you feeling okay? No. no uh, uh, sorry, I got a little something stuck in my throat. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Victoria. See, there I go. Yeah, it's, I'm not subtle. It's, that it's that is Victoria. the difference between a Katie and a Kate. What just happened right there? <laughs> you uh, get all like gentle about it, me being like, put fucking Victoria in the Hall of Fame. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. Me on other shows, like, 
we we've been advocating it for years at this point. Uh, so that's oh, one of them. And then I can't remember the other one that I had off the top of my head, but I like is and I have to think. Um, I, we call him my advocate. Uh, his name's Reek. <laughs> he he kind of like pushed me to step out of my because I work with mainly dudes. Like all of my friends are guys. He was like start working with more women. So that's when I tweeted and I was like, "Hey yo, women! Hey, anybody want to help?" Where's the ladies? Outpouring response, which was incredible. Awesome. And. Awesome. Like, Haley messaged me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so happy you messaged me, because I didn't want to message you first. <laughs> oh my gosh, shoot your shot with stuff, honest to god. Like, I I, oh, I need to god. more. Uh, that's definitely something I need to improve on. But, like, I so like I have to seriously thank him for pushing me to do this, and giving me the ideas. Like, the top five thing was kind of his idea. The, um, I wanted, it was like, maybe it was like wrestling feuds, women's wrestling feuds. Ooh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's right because, like, I on like I have a subsect too, and I started a of like before AW came out the game. Fight forever, wrestling soulmates. So I have two parts of two parts. Oh, I love three that. Parts. I don't know how many parts I have. What a fun series! Oh, I love that idea. It, I did, I did a lot of googling to figure out histories. Uh, you know, like Triple H, HBK, Sasha, Sasha Bailey. I I I have so many. And, like, I got them all, like, I was like, people, what do you want to see? And these were all ones people wanted to see, so. That's so cool. Oh, I love that idea. So. I saw a sign when I went to Collision on Saturday that just said, like, fight for a reasonable amount of time, and that popped me huge. <laughs> fight for whatever <laughs> you think is healthy. <laughs> like, the time, whatever the time limit draw says is the most that you should be fighting. Fight for I 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fight for your allotted TV segment. Let's go. Um... <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. And I will say your panel, the format of that was so fun because it was very different. Like it was, it was good and, and like challenging in a really good way of um, like narrowing in on what everybody was bringing to the table and then having to narrow it down again was like, oh, it was like painful, but like very fun, very fun. And I really gave you guys like a hard task and you all like delivered with it. So like the, the top five y'all created was just guess. Thank you. It was a blast. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you had a blast, and we're still trying to get your point across in the DMs. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it and support and leave a thumbs up and all, but uh, my internet is atrocious, and then on top of that, my like Zoom app was, I think it just wasn't up to date, which I double-checked before signing on to this one. I was like, are you up to date? Or are you going to ruin my life again? Uh, so it just quit, and I was like, we were getting to such a good point, though, and I just was blowing up our little group DM the entire time. I was like, "Here are my inputs," and <laughs> Kylie graciously said them for you. So you had you had your points said. Don't I have you an worry. advocate too, apparently. So hey, every, everyone needs a Kylie or a Reek. Everyone needs an it's advocate. True. That's it's so true. That's my advice to the people. Uh, well, Kate. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Uh, you know you have to, you know, plug your socials, tell people where they can find you, and the thousands of shows that you do. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. What do I do these days? Uh, I'm at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok and Kate's Instagrams on Instagram, so you can go there for any updates and pictures of my dog quite frequently, um, but... Yeah, on Mondays, I'm on Fightful Select. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I'm on the Fightful main channel. 
the Mark Order podcast on Wednesdays, and then most Sundays, uh, Joel Pearl and I do a show on Fightful Overbooked called Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring, which is it's really fun. It's just like a very high-level overview of what happened in the week of wrestling. We always say that Fightful Overbooked is like our ESPN 8, the Ocho from Dodgeball. So uh, it's, a, it's a different playground than the main channel. So we have a lot of fun doing that. And yeah, keep an eye out for the Paper Champion. Hopefully it's launched by the time this comes out because... I just had a lot of feelings about Eddie Kingston being in the G1 that I had to write about, so hopefully it'll be out at that point. <laughs> that's, sometimes it's all it takes is one idea to spark it. Oh my god, that was just like, <laughs> this guy is out loud. He's a fantastic human being. I'd love to meet him. Yeah, he should he should have been on my like my three people I would I would hang out. With. Well, I mean, I did just write Eddie. Another three, him and Minoru Suzuki, <laughs> and. I, that's what it should be. I'll find. I'll just do an all Eddie's panel. It'll be like hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert, Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Guerrero. There you go. <laughs> she has alternates, y'all. She got alternates to this. It's wild. <laughs> uh, and of course, shameless little plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Katie Rasslin thirteen. The link tree in the Rattic Alting Shirley Showcase. Twitch.tv slash Shirley Showcase. Typically Thursday, six p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Shirley Showcase. Watch videos because they're way more entertaining. Because I'm Italian and I talk with my hands. And I'm all over the place. The facial expressions I make are wild. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to listen. You know, Shirley Showcase is the weekly show that we do. Uh, Inside the mind of what you're currently watching. Hi, hello. From past Kate and Katie. That's us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm very proud of this series. I'm proud of everything that I'm doing. I hope everybody appreciates this conversation. Uh, as you all should. I appreciate you asking me, so I hope people appreciate listening to it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, Kate and Katie will maybe see you guys down the road. Who knows? Perhaps another another cloud? Yeah. Maybe. Well, they'll just have to keep <laughs> their eyes and ears peeled, won't they? Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody.